This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. You know, one thing when we were talking earlier, I didn't ask, do you still run? I do. Yeah, because you mentioned you ran in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went from uh, probably about three years ago, I ran my last marathon i finished off at a 255 so i figured that was a good way to go out yeah how long ago was that <laughs> i want to say like three years two three years ago 2018 we're in 2021 you ran a 255 yeah napa valley it, i'll never forget it <laughs> my body hurt in napa valley that had to be a pretty hilly marathon yeah it definitely was it was like really deceiving because it was the hills were just like up and down throughout the whole thing Um, but yeah, then after that I had a a little injury and then that's when I opened happy whole you, my brick and mortar. And so I kind of naturally got away from all the running and I went to more of a normal human (laughs) three days a week, four days a week running. Um, and yeah, so my time and energy was focusing more on my brick and mortar, um, because when you, as you know, training for an Ironman, when you train um, to that capacity, it takes so much, not only physical strength, but mental strength as well. So. Yes, yes. But yeah, I do my maintenance. Yeah, I, you know, we were chatting earlier and I didn't ask you about the running, but welcome to Move My Mass. Yeah. Looking forward to this episode. <laughs> yeah, Thank you know, you. yeah, being a doctor of naturopath. Yes. Uh, really lends itself to how to balance everything out, in my opinion. And yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing all about your book, which I have not listened to all of it yet. Listened to quite a bit of it and listening, you know, hearing about your products and how you incorporate what you do in your business life and your personal life with uh, your fitness life. Yeah. So welcome. Looking forward to talking to you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So what got you into? All of it. All of it. Yeah. I call it Holist- all the things. Yeah. Holistic, <laughs> holistic medicine. How, what got you into it? Yeah. How'd you start? Well, I've been in wellness for 20 years. And so, you know, I first started in wellness and would just tell people to exercise. And, you know, when you're 19, 20 years old, that's kind of like, you know, easy to say. And then, you know, you have babies and get married and then you have bills and life happens and you realize, you know, you have more stressors. So then, uh, gained quite a bit of weight and then realized I really got to do something about this eating thing. So then I was eating healthy, exercising, and I still had issues with depression. And I realized you have to get your brain right. Now, is this like right after college or college? Um, Yeah. So right after, well, I struggled with depression since I was in high school, um, which is crazy. Because like if you were to look at me or know me in high school, like you would never think it. Like I was, you know, four sport athlete. Um, I got decent grades, 3.5. you know, and I had friends and, um, yeah, I just, it was like, I was just like really felt alone all the time. So it's kind of crazy. Um, and so, and then, you know, went to college, I ran in college, ended up playing, um, basketball actually, cause I was more of a basketball and volleyball player. A lot of people don't know that about me because I run. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So finished off at Western Michigan university. Um, we 
had an intramural basketball team. We won a national championship in 2005, so many moons ago. But we um, took some of our uh, basketball girls that were NCAA eligibility was yeah. up. Yeah. We put together our own little kind of like mosh posh of a, a basketball team. And we, so, hey, we won and it was at Georgia Tech. So that was pretty cool. But um, that was probably the last time I felt like really joyful um, okay. in terms of like, you know, playing sports and doing all that. Um, and then, you know, graduated and got a job, moved across the country and, um, really felt like alone and isolated. And so all those feelings that I used to have in high school kind of came back up in my early twenties, um, and went to medical doctors and they put me on all these medications and I was a hot mess yeah, <laughs> to say yeah. the least. And it's like, it made me worse. And so I figured, you know, over a period of time, I'm very simplifying it, but I had to heal my own brain and I had, I was the only person that could truly make myself happy. So I went on this journey to figure out how I could heal my brain, um, you know, find my true happiness. And so that's what I've been doing over the last 15 years, um, which led me into my brain health specialty, which led me into getting my doctor of naturopathy which led me into writing my book, Stop Bullying Yourself, and creating my own brain nutraceutical line. Yeah, that's, uh, it's easy to connect the dots and why you got into it. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's an intense past and sounds like things are working out. You know, your products look great. Your your book is fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, yeah, and it's just like, being able to share what I've done and it's tangible things that I've done to heal myself and to help my own brain and with other people, it's like, so it's so rewarding because you don't ever really know what someone's going through. You can't tell by looking at them. Um, there's little indicators, yes, that we can look for, but I mean, there can be somebody that looks like they have it all together and, you know, puts out there that everything's fine and, you know, behind closed doors, like they really need help. And I think it's important though, like to talk about mental health and, um, the importance to talk to people and for people to just know that there's someone they can go and talk to. And so, um, I am the poster child for mental health. <laughs> I like it. So in your book, you talk about the whole apple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Yeah. That so the whole apple. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm all about all things. Like there's never just one thing. It's never just one pill. It's never just one exercise. It's never just the perfect person to come into your life. It's always the compound, the layering effect that is so important. So it's like, you know, you eat an apple and it's so nourishing because it has all the coenzymes and it has everything in it that your body needs to utilize that vitamin C. And in the book I talk about, you know, if you take vitamin C as a supplement, it's, it's just, it's the reductionist approach, right? Yeah. Versus if you eat a bite of an apple, you're going to have so much more nutrition for your body. Um, and so it's really just looking at the whole picture with people. And that's what I love doing as, um, in my practice is I look at everything with people. So it's not just the fitness, it's not just the nutrition, it's not just the relationships, uh, the occupation and things like that. But we look at like the energy field around them and, you know, how their brain is functioning. And so we have to look at all of it to understand yeah. truly what's going on with someone. And you mentioned in the book, correct me, because <laughs> I, I listened to a lot of it and there are a lot of points, but the whole apple, you know, you talk about how everything relates to each other, your financial mm -hmm. position, 
Not necessarily if you make a lot of money or not, but right. are you stressing about money? Yeah. You know, you can have a lot of money and still stress about money. But totally. Or your relationship or your job, your fitness, your just general mental health, how you you really believe in tackling all of that and making sure they're all in balance and they're all the relationship between all of them is right because that seems to be the way to have great yeah. mental health. Yeah, it's the it's connecting all the dots. And, um, you know, we talk about balance. I joke because, you know, there's never really a perfect balance, right? We always have this, like, perception of, oh, we have to have everything's balanced. And I'm like, yeah, right. Stand on one leg and try to balance on one foot, and your ankle will be going a 1,000 miles per hour just trying to make you look balanced. So yeah. a balanced life is really an illusion is what I'm saying. But – I do think it's important that um, like these different graphs and things that I have in the book and that I put out on social media, it's important to just give attention to each area, right? Like you don't have to be perfect, but it's like, you're, it's almost like you're juggling everything, right? Mm -hmm. So you're juggling eating healthy, you're juggling moving your body, you're juggling your relationships, you're juggling your occupation, you know, all these things you're constantly juggling. And it's like, okay, well, if you're finance, that ball that you're juggling with finances, you kind of put it to the side, Cause you're like, I really don't want to look at my bank account. Like I actually have had clients that are like, I am scared to look at my bank account at the end of the month. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like they, so it's like, they're avoiding it. So it's like, they're yeah. putting that, that they're not juggling it. It's to the side. They've set it to the side and that is just going to create more drama, trauma later. Right. So it's just important to like pay attention to all the areas of your life. And, um, they all are interconnected because, well, they just are. I mean, you, it's not, I mean, I've, I've coached people that make millions and millions of dollars, but then their fitness is crap or, um, some people that their fitness is off the chain and they're eating healthy, but their relationships completely suck. Right. Yes. So, um, it's just about pr progress and not so much perfection, I think is really important to understand. And, and it's, it's all the more important to get people to help in those different areas where you are lacking. So like if you need financial help, right, get a financial advisor or yeah. talk to someone like it's, it's okay. Like don't put your head, you know, in the sand and be like, Oh, I just don't want to deal with this. Right. You got to right. take action. And it's like when somebody comes to me who really has never worked out before or never really dieted before, or I think everybody's probably tried diets at some point. And working out. But overall, if a, if a beginner who's really out of shape comes to me, like really overweight maybe, and they ask me, how, what, what should I do? It, just in casual conversation because mm -hmm. I'm not a trainer or anything like that. But I get approached. Yeah. And I, I'll tell them, pick one or the other first. Don't try to tackle a rigid exercise program right. and <laughs> eating perfect at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It will overwhelm you if you haven't done neither. Now, somebody who's, all right, been an athlete most of their life, and maybe they've gone a few years, gotten out of shape, they, they can tackle both probably. But my, yeah, my advice is always tackle one. Mm -hmm. I don't care which one it is. Yeah. You know. I call that the add-in method. Yeah. Right? Like adding it in. Build the habit. Build yes. the habit of let your body learn what eating right is. Mm -hmm. And get you enjoy that. Get to the point where you're enjoying that. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's not fun at first. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I have yeah. to. I, no more cheeseburgers, <laughs> and I'm now going to eat roasted chicken. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And, you know, for some people that's great, but for some it's not. Right. And 
let them get used to that before they take on the next thing that is a big change to their body. But I do like that part of the book, you know, where you talk about the whole apple, because in my life, in my brain, I just think about nutrition and exercise. Mm -hmm. Of course, I think about finances and my relationships and all that. But I do, because of what I do with Move My Mass and being a former athlete and just wanting, yeah, I kind of separate the two. Mm -hmm. It's not two, but yeah, yeah, nutrition and exercise versus, you know, the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I seem to, and reading that part of the, listening to that part of the book, it's like, all right, I need to do a much better job of seeing how they incorporate, which I think I've already started with Move My Mass because that is my goal with this is to and yeah perfect balance is an illusion that'll never happen (laughs) however there can be a better relationship with all of it yeah yeah and you can put them together and you can you know like if you you know go and you have to work right like you're working and then it's like instead of thinking oh my gosh like I have to go to the gym after this or I have to go work out it's like take a call a business call and go for a walk like there's been times where I'm on conference calls that I'm really on them because I have to like hear what's going on with this project. And it's, and if I do have to, you know, talk on those calls, it's like, sometimes it's only like a little sliver of it. And yeah. so sometimes I'll just go for a walk while I'm on those calls or it's like, I need to catch up with my mom. So what am I going to do? I we eat dinner. We have, you know, I go outside in the evening and then it's like, I call my mom. And so it's, it's layering in when you can put those things together. Um, and like the financial piece, I, you know, that one is people are funny when it comes to money. Right. So one thing that I'll have clients do is have them take their credit card statement or their bank statement and really look at a whole month, two months Mm -hmm. and categorize, what are you spending your money on? And I guarantee you it has a direct reflection on your overall health and happiness. Right. So if you're looking at, how many times you're going through fast food or, right. you know what I mean? Or what you're spending your money on, or maybe you have all these subscriptions or a gym membership and you're not even going right. Like I've had people right. tell me, Oh yeah, well I have a gym membership. Okay. But do you use it? <laughs> right? Like, right. Do right. you go, Oh, I have a treadmill at home. Okay. Do you use it? Right. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's all of that stuff is like important to just like recognize, like, how are you using it? How are you taking action and um, implementing these things in your life? Uh, super important. Action is the key word in all mm-hmm. of that because yeah. I'm enjoying your book, but I enjoy and I read, I love to read, if we're going to categorize them, self-improvement books mm-hmm. or inspirational, motivational books. I love them. Not because I'm necessarily looking for how do I do this? Oh, I need to read that book so I can figure out how to make more money or get in shape or whatever it is. I don't read them for that. What I read them for is just to have constant positive inflow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so important. You know, and it's yeah. like you read them like this, listening to your book is positive. It's just mm-hmm. positive input. Yeah. Your download. I call it, I call it our downloads, right? Like we all have yeah. these downloads. We're constantly, we're like the smartest smartphone, (laughs) like our brains, like we are constantly downloading everything. The food you eat is downloading to your cells, telling your cells how to divide, what to do. The things you listen to is, I mean, everything is bringing you good energy, 
bad energy, whatever you want to call it, but you're constantly downloading. Yeah. And so it's important to like pay attention. So yeah, like reading, um, you know, these personal growth books, it's, it's like, why wouldn't you like, it's so important to like constantly be feeding yourself like these good nuggets. And I always think like, man, well, if this person spent, you know, they're writing a book and they're, you know, 50 years old, uh, well, they have 50 years of experience that they could share with me something. They put it in this little book that I can read. Like, how awesome is that? And right. they'll read it to me. I mean, <laughs> this is great, you know? Yeah. So, no, absolutely. For sure. And yeah, speaking of experiences, it takes me to the beginning of your book, Life is a Dance. Mm-hmm. Right? And, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it totally is. And for me, when I, what I took out of that, no clue if that's what you meant. And I'm sure you meant a lot of things <laughs> when you were talking about that part in the book, but how much when you're healthy and that just doesn't mean fitness, but fitness goes into it. Mental health goes into mm-hmm. it. Being able to move the way you want to move, yeah, you yeah, know, for no, sure. no joint pain or back pain. Right. When you're healthy, it just flows through the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's what I took out of that is that's how you make your life a good dance. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's because <laughs> there are a lot of people out there that think fitness is shallow. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're vain. You're no, I. Well, no, no, no. I don't, I think that, I don't think people think that they may say that. Right. But right. here's the thing that I think, I think when people look at somebody else and see what they're doing, right. Like for yourself example, like you're super fit and you love what you do. You put this out there. And if someone's like, oh, well, he's vain. He's recording himself exercising and he's super fit. Okay. No, I, what I think is that they're seeing something in you that they're disappointed that they haven't achieved within themselves. Because they see something in you that deep down they know they can do that. They yeah. could have that. And speak, I want to say, I have not had any negative experiences with my post or anything like that. Yeah, but a lot of people I, do, for yes, sure. And that is out there in the fitness world. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, well, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Part of it is vanity. <laughs> I like to look good. Well, yeah, it but that's, what it is. that's also like mindset the, and stuff, too. Yes, yeah. but the bigger part is, you know, it's, I mean, it goes like, okay, to relate it to the business world. If I'm in a conference room full of people, I want to be the most fit person in there. Even though that really has nothing to do with talking about grapes <laughs> or whatever, but it does. Yeah. It does. Like if you, yeah. it boosts you up. It gives you another level of just positivity or confidence. Mm-hmm. No, it's all, yeah, it's confidence. You definitely want to be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I want to walk in a room and I want to have like the sharpest mind and to have the sharpest mind, you know, like if people like I'm all about brain health. So if you're taking care of your brain health, the physical health comes in play. And like I was telling you earlier, if people come to my center and they're like, I just want to lose weight. I'm like, um, I'm not the person for you. Right. Like yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But a side effect of what we do is people do lose weight. I'll have people lose five, 10 pounds in one week and we weren't even working on weight loss. They're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Right. right? But it's like when you go brain, brain health focused first, which does take fitness, which does take nutrition, which does take having positive conversations, being in your good relationships and all of that. Um, that is where um, you will be the sharpest person in the room and your body will follow. Yeah. You know, as we were talking about being in boardrooms or just having that confidence, it leads into 
what I, you know, heard in your book about negative self-talk mm-hmm. and that you can, I'll go down that road sometimes. Yeah. Should have, could have, oh, why didn't I do that better? Mm-hmm. You know, so I can, yeah, I can be in that boardroom or in the gym or during a podcast <laughs> or, or maybe in a conversation with my girlfriend or my kids or something. I'm like, why did I say that? Why, that would, why did I do that? And, you know, that can wreck the dance. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it totally can. And that's the thing is like, we all have this voice inside our head that can be very um, impactful in, in terms of, you know, like being an athlete. So you, we can relate on this level for sure is that, you know, there's a certain push that you that, that heart, that mindset you have, right? Like you're mentally strong that can push you to go to the next level that pushed me that I could run a two fifty five marathon when I wasn't even in actually at the weight that I should even be able to run, run that at. Right. Like, but I have like this ability to be so mentally strong on the flip side of that, when that voice inside your head is, is pushing you to do better, do better, do better. There's that's good. And that helps you be achieve. Right. But when it gets to the point where you're not even enjoying the victories, the feathers in your cap, when you're not enjoying the fact that you just, you know, did something absolutely amazing. That is when it is destructive. And that's what happened to me is it was constantly like, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And it was never for me, it was never about other people. Like I literally always knew that there is somebody better than me at everything. Like I know that, like I know that. And I, I mean, I still know that, but like I was constantly in this cycle with myself, but I know that's not for everyone. I'm fortunate that that was it. Um, to constantly push myself, do better, do better. But then I never enjoyed the victories, right? Like it's always that process that changes you. It's never the end that changes you. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, you know, one of the things with weight loss, like you were saying earlier, like start with one thing and then, and then get, you know, handle that and then move on to the next thing. It's like, enjoy that process of that evolution that you're going through. Um, because that is truly what will change you. And when you make those little changes over time and you stick with them and you're mindful of what you're doing, you're more likely to stick with it down the road than trying to change everything all at once and being like, Oh, I'm a failure. I didn't even succeed at this. Um, which brings me to another idea that just popped in my head. (laughs) But so this is something like I've been really trying to process for myself is, you know, a lot of times these goals that we have are not even our goals, right? Like this weight loss thing. Like, yeah. so we just had new year's, right. And like, everyone's like, Oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to lose five pounds and whatever it is. But it's like, if that's truly not your core, like what you truly ultimately want to do, why are we setting those goals? Like a lot of times I think we're setting goals based on other people right? Based on what other people have achieved, which is fine. It's good to look for inspiration, but you have to check in with yourself. Is that my true authentic self? Is this something I even really want? Right? I, oh, I, <laughs> I've, I've been guilty of that many a times, not really in fitness, but more in the business world. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm like, I have to beat them at this, even though there's no reason to beat them. Yeah. You know, or it's like, do you, for what? Like, right. do you even want that? But it's funny you mentioned goals because, you know, you have to have goals, but they should be based on 
something you really want or mm-hmm. it's going to benefit you in a good way. Yeah. And it's on my Instagram. I have a goal of getting down to 17% body fat. 17% is totally random. <laughs> uh, but, you know, according to my skill, I'm at like 22%. And I don't really care about that number either. But I needed a goal not to get to 17% necessarily, but I, I'm doing it for other people. I'm doing it like, look, I'm not going to go crazy eating. Yeah. Like I can do it safe and yeah, I can do it and still have fun. Yeah. And it's going to take me a while to get down to that. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure I'll succeed. May not, but pretty sure I will. But it's about showing that what I want to do is just, okay, you don't have to go crazy. Mm -hmm. And I might have to go crazy maybe from 18 and a half percent to get to that 17%. (laughs) I might have to tighten things up a lot to get that. Yeah. And I say, well, I'm not even going to go down the why, but for most of it, I'm going to be able to do it in, let's call it a balanced way. Yeah. You know, and that, what I wish is, you know, to go back to this negative self-talk is who cares? Like, who cares if I screw up a couple of days and my scale's up? It's oh, yeah. going to, as long as it keeps going the direction I need it. Yeah. So I, there was a day when I would, this negative self-talk could derail me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it hasn't been recently, but <laughs> there was a day. Yeah, yeah. And, and I definitely want to show people, stay away from that. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just go down, just do it. Yes. Yeah, and I think too, like, um, looking at what's possible, right? Like, so when you get to your 17%, like what's possible then, right? Like a lot of times we look at, we're not looking at what is possible, you know, for somebody, if it's like, okay, if, if you're 50 pounds overweight or you feel you have 50 pounds to lose, well, what's possible if you lost 20 and not even losing the 20, but what's possible if you decided Every day when I get home from work, I'm going to put on my tennis shoes. I'm going to go stand on my front porch and see what happens after that, right? Like just thinking about more about what's possible, I think can really help push people that extra inch that they need to get them going. And you're extra maybe when you're at 18%, like what is possible when you hit that 17% or 17.5% and you've, you've been inspiring other people and you've told them, well, what's possible is now they're they they're believing in me and I believe in me even more. So it's like that, you know, so it's just, but it's personal. Like you have to decide like what's possible. Right. And yes. so I think it's important for people to like, think of that as well. And what I wish people would know and understand because people will talk themselves out of getting started. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm too, I'm too fat to go to the gym. I'm going to get looked at, or I don't know how to exercise. I don't know how to use the, equipment and people are going to laugh at yeah, me. Yeah, nobody's looking at you. And you know what? I actually, res- <laughs> when I'm at the gym, I actually respect the person that's coming in to try and change themselves. Yeah. It's super easy to go to the gym when you're already in shape. Yeah. That's, it's easy. Yeah. I respect the person coming in, especially when I see them there consistently. Yeah. If I'm there, I'm like, there he or she is again. And I yeah. dig it. Yeah. So I wish that person would understand you're Chances are you're not being laughed at. Yeah. And if you're getting looked at, it's because of respect. Yeah. Don't take that look and turn it into negative self-talk that keeps you out of the gym the next time. Mm-hmm. And, okay, the one or two people in the gym that are doing that, they kiss your ass. 
Yeah. Who like, are those people? Like really? Like, everybody has stop. a hater. <laughs> everybody has a hater somewhere. Yeah. So. But it's like, just walk in and just be like, I am a badass for showing up today. Right. Like sometimes I have to look at myself and be like, you're a badass for showing up today to do homeschooling with your kids. Like, Right. Like seriously, like be proud of the person that you are and the person that you're becoming because we're always becoming somebody, right? It's an evolution. And I think that it's important for us to just realize like we're special just how we are and that, you know, we're here for a reason and we have our highs and we have our lows, right? Yeah. And it's like, I've had my highs and my lows and um, been heavier than I am right now. Um, but, you know, like the other thing, too, is like it's like that weight you carry on the inside. Right. Like regardless of of what pants size you wear, it's like that weight that you're carrying with inside. And I think it's important that, you know, you find that self-love and um, recognize that self-love is way more than just like a bubble bath and, you know, giving yourself some you know, chocolates every once in a while. Like it's totally yeah. like taking care of yourself and realizing right. that you are amazing. And I think people just. We're missing that. I know I missed that for a long time in my life. And, um, you know, I just, I really want to like shake everyone and just tell them how amazing they are. <laughs> right. And <laughs> <If> I, <could. laughs> I mean, to go to the title of your book about your inner bully. Yeah. You, you know, I, and I, I've done this myself and I think too many people do it. That inner bully can take over. For sure. And especially when you're tackling something, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked a little bit about beginners and, Okay, but then when you get advanced into some anything, you know, running a two fifty five marathon, you could easily self sabotage yourself by, like, if you know, it's. I don't know if your goal was to break three or not. I don't know, but let's say your goal was to break three hours, mm-hmm. but you know that it's going to have to take the perfect day, yeah. perfect training, the perfect day to have that happen. Too many people intentionally don't train hard enough. They may not tell people they aren't, but they're not. So they had that built-in excuse. If they yeah. didn't go sub three, there's well, all these reasons. I didn't go all in. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't get it. We always give ourselves an out. Yeah. And that's got to stop yeah. with anybody that's doing that across yeah. not just fitness world, but, yeah. but their I think relationships. That, I think that goes back to that's really not their true authentic self goal. Right. Right. Like that has to go back to that because like, Anything I've put my mind to that I truly, ultimately, hands down, wanted to accomplish, I have done it. Yeah. I've done it. Right. And I think that, like, we can. So I think, like, ultimately, like, if you go to your true core, if you're not, you give yourself that out, it's because it probably wasn't yours to begin with. It probably was not really your goal. It was something you ended up, like, in, like, a career. Like, so many people just, like, they wound up working 20 years at this company and they're not happy about it. And they're just like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm working towards my pension. And it's like, do you even really want it? Like, do you even really want to spend another 10 or 15 (laughs) years there? Do you, but I think we don't ask ourselves those deep questions enough. Yeah, the wrong goal. Yeah. Pension's the goal instead of whatever else their goal should be. Yeah, or it's like, I mean, yeah, it's like, what do you really want? I don't know. I've been exploring that a lot with myself lately because I do realize like, just some some things like it's like yeah well that would be nice to have that but is that super really important to me and is that like ultimately what I want no okay well I need to let that go then you know and when you start to like approach different things in your life that way 
it is pretty eye-opening. So I've been doing that a lot of self-discovery lately. <laughs> yeah. And you're obviously super in tune with your mental strength and your body and all that. How do you handle your hard days? There's got to um, even though you're super in tune, there's got to be days where you're like, this day went to shit. Yeah. Oh gosh. So well, what's your approach? What are your Well, first tricks? of all, I laugh and I like say, Angels, guides, like you're really funny to throw all this at me. Like I literally talk out loud to myself and like I believe I have angels and guides around me. And um, so I have to laugh at it. Like sometimes when shit gets really, really hard and bad, I do have to start laughing because it's like, oh my gosh, but then I'm still stuck with I want to kill someone, right? Like I have yeah. that feeling. Yeah. Um, like Today, for example, I have like this headset thing that helps me meditate and I didn't only do it once. I did it two times in a row. So I was like just having one of those days where it's like I have one kid downstairs, one kid upstairs and this, you know, homeschooling thing. And it's like they're fighting. And I'm like, one of you is upstairs and one of you is downstairs. How are you annoying each other? Like you have a whole like level house between you. And it's like. Oh my gosh. And then I just, but then too, I realized sometimes I'm getting frustrated at how things quote unquote should be, but it's not how it should be because of what I think it's how it should be because this is what their teacher wants, or this yeah. is what society wants. Or like right. my kid needs to get X, Y, and Z assignments in. And my daughter is eight and you want her to sit in front of a freaking computer all day staring at a screen where she wants to be practicing her backbend kickovers the whole time when she's on class. And I kind of don't have a problem with that. Right. right? right but then right. I find myself yelling at her like, Gertie, get back on your computer, turn your camera on, pay attention. And then I'm like mad at myself that I'm having this because I'm like, I do not blame this kid. Like, I do not want to be in front of a computer mm -hmm. for six hours, seven hours a day as a third grader. Like, this is shit. Like, yeah, this is, yeah. it's not education. And I'm going off on a rabbit hole, down a rabbit hole. And I know that. Oh, no, you're not. It's, but it's like. It's, all, it's what it's all about. <laughs> but it's it really, you know, it's catching yourself in those moments. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I do. I have them all the time. I'm human. We're all human. But it's. I guess just giving yourself the space and the grace to be like, one, laugh at yourself. Like we are all so laughable, like whatever we screw up all the time. Um, but then like, like with Garrity, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, babe, I'm so sorry. I yelled at you about that. I'm like, I'm just frustrated about this. And I know you are too. And it's just like, call yourself out on your stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Like just call yourself out and just realize that, you know, and then, you know, there's hormones involved with half of this stuff. Right. So it's like, we're human Yeah. and it's just, yeah. But giving yourself that grace and that space to just be like, yeah, I kind of flew off the handlebars on that one. Didn't I? Right. right. But yeah. So what, What's a normal day for you? You've, I mean, you've written a book, written two books, haven't you? Or one? One. I'm actually, I just started working on my second one. Okay. And you have your products that you've developed. You run a business, kids, extremely fit. <laughs> Tell me, describe a day for you. What's a normal well, day? Well, most days I wake up and I go for a run. Um, so I love starting my morning off with like a run, a jog. and How early? Um... Well, since the whole quarantine thing, I've been actually like sleeping in a little bit more, getting up, checking my stocks because I actually do a little bit of day trading. People don't know that about me, but I love the, looking at the market, seeing what's going on. Um, so about six o'clock, I'll dive into that. And then around seven o'clock, I'll go run, get back by 815 for the kids to get on their okay. school. Yeah. Um, and then usually I get cleaned up and I do some stretching mobility as I'm like looking at my computer and returning emails and doing all of that. 
Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm mostly home with the kids during the day because right. of school. So my days are just different with that. Clean up the house. Um, write a blog. Uh, right. <laughs> so I'll record a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually later in the day when they're off of school, that's when I go down to my center and I'll do, I'll meet with clients. So I do um, life guide coaching, um, business executive coaching. I meet with people. I do full body AO scans. So I'll like literally hook this thing up to your head and I'll scan 120,000 frequencies in your body. I'll tell you your macro, yeah. micro, mineral levels, yeah. um, see what your brain's doing. Um, and then after that, I go home and, um, yeah, I just hang out with the family. I like to go for walks in the evening. Um, I'll try to jump in my sauna when I can. So not like super exciting, but you know, just average day. Right. No, it's a, good day and you know that's what i'm trying to show people that you're doing a lot and do you feel balanced um i feel like i'm juggling totally juggling it all yeah Yeah. i mean you know it's it's crazy i was i had a call earlier with a videographer because we were talking about um a commercial for my supplements and you know some different things and he's like so he's trying to get to know me and he's like trying to put me like figure out what box do i do I fit in? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what you do with like with branding and all that. And it's yeah. like, for me, I'm like the, so far out of the box. Like I have my supplements, I have my brick and mortar, I have my coaching and I have my consulting. Like I do all these, I wear all these different hats, you know? And then yeah. it's like, and then I'm a mom. And then, you know, it's just, it's just, you can never just like really know the capacity of what one human is or yeah. what they do. Um, so yeah, that's like, that's one thing is like really never judge a book by cover. Cause you don't really know. <laughs> that's for sure. It's, yeah. It's never know what people have going on. Totally. And that's, totally. yeah. Mm-hmm. So how long are your runs now? What, so know? yeah, I've been like sticking around five miles mm-hmm. a day. Um, I mean, I used to run like a long run could be like 16 to 20 miles. I mean, like yeah. I think back at yeah. that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that's just so much to put on one body. But I think like a good balance is, um, you know, like 30 to 45 minutes of some type of cardio. Um, for me, that works for me and my body, um, to take all the impact off like my legs and all that. But like my knees, I just did, I think a couple, like a month ago, I did uh, PRP injections in my knees so I'm all about like prevention and obviously with all the things I have down at my center here in Bakersfield, um, I'm fortunate enough that I can do my biohacking and <laughs> yeah, yeah. have that edge, which is great. But then, um, but yeah, I think like the, the pounding of it all, you know, it's, it's worn on me over the years, but my knees feel great. So I'm, I'm glad I, I did that. Um, and then I just, I started a mobility program. Um, I don't know, some some gal online, she has these awesome videos yeah. and I like to be told what to do with my fitness now because for so many years I planned everyone else's stuff Isn't out. That nice to, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to show up and just tell me what to do. Right. And I want to have fun doing it. And, um, but I think the two things that are really important now as I'm aging is mobility and lateral movement. Um, so those are two things I think that we usually forget and we leave them out, especially endurance athletes. Yes. We go straight lines. Yes. Our muscles move up and down forward and backward. 
Yes. They never moved to the side. Yes. So that's um, like, I wish I could just go play pickleball with people. Like I go, my kids go to this basketball place and like, there's always these grown men playing and I'm like looking at them and they're, you know, 200, 240 pounds. And I'm like, I could run pretty fast up and down the court, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd probably get winded. But then if they knocked me around, I'm like 150 pounds. I'm not a small person at all, but um, it's just different, you know, right, like for a woman right. to go play pickup basketball is just different. Um, oh, yeah. but I do miss that because that is a really good workout. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Being on the courts, lots of lateral movement, lots of banging around, something us endurance athletes are not used to. But it sounds like you've got things figured out pretty well. And <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on and can't wait to listen to the rest of the book. Yeah, I guess everyone. I admit I didn't listen to the whole thing before she came on, but hey, that's fine. I got it's I got fine. a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, wish you luck with Happy Whole You. Thank you. And everyone, follow her at Happy Whole You on Instagram. Check out her website. Check it all out. She's got a lot going on. So yeah, thank you again.